0: And I found not every man is down for that process. Like they're a little bit rushed. And I feel, if I feel any pressure or you know, expectation in that regard, it, it doesn't feel safe to my system.
1: Another episode of Dear Men Fan Favorite Girl Talk. Very excited to be doing this one. Um, We've actually talked about online dating before, but I wanted to do a revamp because I myself have gotten back on the apps. So I have lots to say. And I thought it was, you know, can't really talk about this enough because as of 2020, I don't know if you all knew this, but online dating has now surpassed all other methods of meeting a partner. 2020 was the first year that that happened where, um, it's more than meeting through friends, meeting at work. Um, you know, uh, was one of the other major ones. Anyway, there are categories of ways that people meet and online dating has gotten progressively more and it became number one this past year. So I think it's worth coming back to. So thanks for being on the podcast. Um, like normal with Girl Talk, we're just going to start by going around and giving our names, our rough ages, our relationship status, zero to 10. And wildcard question is, what is the last film that touched your heart? So not just one that you thought was good or you liked, but something that really touched you. Anyone can start.
0: I'll go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm Carrie. I'm forty, the big four o, and uh, I don't watch that many films, but one that recently touched my heart was the sweet little Pixar film Soul. I was really touched by that. Me too. Yeah, that was
1: precious. I cried. I don't know about you, but I by the oh, end totally. of I
2: was like, oh <laughs> so so many feels, yes, yeah. <laughs> all the feels. Okay, I'm Bria and I'm soon to be 38. And the movie that touched me most recently was Penguin Bloom. It has nothing to do with penguins, but
1: <laughs> I really <laughs> thought it did. Cool. I'm, oh, did
0: you guys do relationship statuses? No. no, we didn't. Oh. Well, my, it's
2: probably because mine, mine's a big zero. And mine is a fresh, still piping hot zero.
1: <laughs> That's great. Um, okay, so I'm, I'm Mel. I'm in my late 30s. Uh, relationship status, I'm going to go with a one. Um, and the last movie that really touched my heart was My Octopus Teacher which is a documentary about a man who um, essentially follows an octopus all the way through her whole life cycle and was surprisingly touching. And um, again, just waterworks all over the place.
2: I feel you on that one. It got me too. I forgot about that one.
1: Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. So um, online dating. So This is going to be a cool episode for a number of reasons. But one of the reasons is that all three of us are actively online dating right now and have in the past. So we have experiences. And I'm bringing in three perspectives from women that I reached out to before the podcast, all of whom met their long term committed partners online. So we're going to have both sort of perspectives in the discussion. And the three of us will also sort of comment on the stories as I read those as we move forward through the through the podcast. So the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, any pet peeves that we have regarding the structure of the apps, like how it actually works and strengths and weaknesses. So I'll start for this one, um, which is I'm on Hinge right now. And um, one thing that I find limiting about it is I feel like there are people on there for lots of different reasons. And it feels a little bit like, I don't know why this man is on here. He's got lots of shirtless pictures, which makes me think he's just on here to bang. And that's not why I'm on there. So it feels a little bit like, um, it's like, we're all in this room at a party and like, some people are in formal dress and some people just came from the beach and there's sort of this sense of like, who threw this party and why are we here? Like, I don't I don't feel like there's particularly good vetting in terms of what, what we're looking for, right? Because to mm-hmm. me, I'm sort of like, back in the day when I was on Tinder, because I was like, I I would like to hook up, like I'm looking to hook up with someone. I was clear about why I was there. I felt like people on Tinder were clear about why they were there. And I, you know, had a successful experience where I was like, oh, this guy's cute, you know. And we met up and we had sex that night and it was great. And it was sort of like, I know why I'm here. You know why you're here. This is what we're doing. And with Hinge, it feels a lot less clear to me. And so there's this confusing experience of, I'm not even necessarily matching with with men because I'm like, I don't really think you're looking for what I'm looking for, but I don't know. I'm like, maybe this guy put shirtless pictures on because he thinks that's what women want. So maybe he is looking for a relationship. I don't know. But I'm a lot less likely to swipe right because I'm I'm it's like I'm trying to figure it out. Whereas I remember when I was on OKCupid a number of years ago, there was a what you're looking for at the bottom. So when you signed up, there were categories and you were like, I'm looking to date, I'm looking for friends, I'm looking for long-term relationship, casual dating. And so I had more of a sense structurally what I would scroll to the bottom and see, like, oh, good, we match on this. Like this man is looking for long-term dating or casual dating, whatever it was. Cause some people just got out of a relationship, right? They don't, they're not looking for a long-term partner. Those people are on the apps too. And some people are like, I'm looking for my match. Like I'm looking for a long-term committed relationship. And to, to start off with like a misalignment feels just like a waste of my time. It feels like this isn't going to be an efficient process. So those are some of my gripes interested in hearing yours. And, and if there are things that you think really work well, you know, that you've seen on different platforms, would love to hear those too. (laughs)
2: Yeah. So one of the things that the two apps that I've used in my online dating journey is Hinge and Bumble, and I started with Bumble. And when I came upon Hinge, one of the things that I found that I, I preferred with Hinge is actually that the men can make the first move. Um, I recognized over time when I was using Bumble that even though at first I thought that's what I wanted was to be able to make the the first move uh, by ma- sending the first message on Bumble because I'm in hetero relating. Um, I started to get frustrated with it because I found a lot of the time that it almost was like it attracted, and I think we have a similar feeling around this, it almost attracted more um, or less masculine men, like less of a drive to initiate and take the lead and like really stand in that, which is what I do desire um, versus on Hinge, there's more openness to that. Like I can then decide whatever influx of of likes or hearts or whatever I get on my side, then I can choose from there. And then I still run into sometimes on Hinge, like it still falls flat. Like they're not actually taking the lead from there, but that nuance for me uh, makes a big difference. And I find myself actually pulling away from Bumble because of that.
0: Yeah, I really... I second both of those things and I'm on Hinge and Bumble right now too. And sometimes I play on the league or meet mindful, but my two primary are Hinge and Bumble. And one of my least favorite things um, I know this happens on Hinge. I can't remember on Bumble, but if I want to unmatch and I, I send like a final message like, Hey, um, thank you so much for this reason. I'm not feeling aligned, and I'm going to be, you know, uh, you know checking out here. Um, if I unmatch them, they don't get that message. Like it like deletes that message for both of us. and i I don't love that because I like to make the announcement and then I like to bow out, but I want them to get the message. And so then I feel like I have to leave this open mm-hmm. end. And I don't know if they got it yet or they didn't get it. And it just leaves me a little incomplete feeling. And so that has been not my favorite thing in that regard.
1: Yeah, let's pause on this for a second, because I have had a similar experience, not with unmatching, but on Hinge, um, I think the the structure of Hinge has a lot of forced choices, which is actually Usually, pretty good for people. So there's not necessarily an endless back and forth. Um, and and what I mean by that is, for example, when a man messages me or like comments on one of my photos on Hinge, if I want to comment back, if I want to just respond to him, I am forced to match with mm. him. I can't just respond to the comment. It has to be a match and respond to the comment. And what I find is that I'm feeling guilty for not responding to certain comments, because I'm like, I don't necessarily find this man attractive, like want to go on a date with him. I'd probably want to be friends with him, say, but I think it's misleading to match with him just to respond to a comment. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm I'm increasingly agitated because I feel like I'm ignoring these men, right? I like, they liked something on my profile. They made a cool comment, some kind of comment that I'm like, I'd like to respond to this or a question, for example, like what kind of writing do you do? And I feel like it's disingenuous for me to match and respond to him. If I don't want to go on a date, it feels disingenuous to me. This is a dating app. This is what we're here for. So my only choice is ignore him or match with someone that I don't want to go out with. And I understand why the app is doing it that way. I get it. But it's this, it's like this crunchy feeling inside of like, oh, like I just, I hate being ignored. I hate being ignored. And so I hate sort of having other people feel ignored by me. And this is this this is this is feedback I've heard from men in my life, whether they're my clients or other just friends of mine is just feeling ignored, you know, just really feeling like, i'm putting effort into these messages i'm crafting messages like i'm doing the best i can and i get so few matches and i just feel kind of empty or ignored a lot of the time so i think the there's my feeling of being ignored and then there's the feeling i'm actually getting from other men like the feedback i'm getting of like yeah that is an experience a lot of men are having and i feel bad about it but if i put myself in the in the other position if i you know if i imagine commenting on a man's photo and he, if he looks at my profile and he's like I don't think I'd want to go out with her romantically. I would want him to swipe left. I would rather he swipe left than match with me, respond to my comment, and then not want to go out with me and be like, "What? what the hell is that? <laughs> so that assuages my guilt a little bit. But I was just curious whether the two of you have a similar experience around the guilt of not responding.
0: I do sometimes. And I really... Yeah, I really get what you're saying. I'm like, if someone said hi to me or asked me a question in person, you know, I wouldn't just walk past them, and like ignore them, you know, I'd I'd answer it even if I didn't want to go on a date. So one of the things that I've done, I've this is like mixed for me. Like I've gotten over the, some of the need to like, please everybody or respond to everybody. Like I've given myself permission to be like, bless you in the, in the field, the energetic field and move along. You're, you're not for me. And sometimes if I feel compelled to reply, if it's a really like question that I really connect to, or I feel like we could be friends or something. And I have made friends on, on, I have made a friend on one of the apps. Um, I would respond and say like, I'm not feeling aligned romantically or I'm not inclined to go on a date, but I really thought this was a thoughtful question. And here's my reply, but I'm very like specific and direct. So right off the bat, we know what we're getting into Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. people have really appreciated that. And, um, that's how I've handled it.
2: I've with both of you, I agree. You're reminding me of what i I'm realizing I felt when I would just decline messages. Um, and it's also on the flip side, I'm thinking about Bumble and in their more recent update, uh, the last time I used it, they had an option on my end anyway. I don't know if this is an option on the, the guy's end, but where I could just like like or heart um, their picture mm. and like that be it. And that sort of be like my invitation to them. Like I gave you hard eyes on your picture and then like turned it over to you. And interestingly, one of my friends said, made a comment, she was like, wow, that's quite the passive aggressive way to indicate interest. And I was like, interesting. And that had me realize even further, like, oh, that's because I don't actually want to initiate this. So this is is kind of like my passive aggressive way of being like, Oh cute. Like that's sexier, that's hotter. I'm curious. But like come come the fuck over and take the lead, please. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to me that's what Mel calls dropping the handkerchief. It's like it's the lead. I'm trying my best to let you know that if you come at me, I'm not going to reject you. And I really would love I love to feel pursued. Like that makes me so wet. Could you please come in my direction and like I did my best to go if you do that, like all is going to be well. Like I'm going to respond positively. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I. It's funny that you say that because that that is my experience on Hinge is that men will like a picture or a comment, like one of my responses, and and that's it. Mm-hmm. So then I'm sort of like, oh, cool. You, I guess you like me. And then again, there's the forced choice of it. In order for me to respond or say something, I have to match with that man, which I, I guess is true of all of the apps. I mean, the, the other apps. That I've been on, it's like you swiped first, and then you could you could message. It's it, anyways, it's new for me of like liking specific elements of a profile. Um, I feel called to include one of the stories right now from a uh, success. Okay, so <laughs> I thought this one was great. Okay, um, she says, when I returned to dating, I was fifty. So I decided to go with Match.com since many people my age were familiar with it. There were a couple of things that I was really glad that I did. I was glad I kept it real with my pictures. I did post a few pictures that were taken by a photographer, but made sure to post real world pictures. Every person I spoke with commented on that. It was my real world pictures that my now husband says motivated him to reach out. I was a little nervous about dating at 50, so considered lowering my age to attract more men, but I'm glad I didn't. Keeping it real was important to all the people I spoke with. I did phone conversations first before meeting people and had quite a few before I agreed to meet someone in person. And she says, my first two dates were horrible. Three exclamation points. On the first one, the man who responded had just won a large deal at work. He sent me a picture of gummy bears on his desk and said that's how he celebrated when he won a big deal. On our date, we went to dinner. He had three drinks before we even got to the table. And when we sat down, he said, you know, if you really liked me, you would have brought me gummy bears. I pretty much shut down at that point. When he asked why, I got quiet. I told him, you lost me at gummy bears. He said, what are you talking about? And denied that he ever said it. Then he asked for the check, paid the bill, and left. That first date definitely didn't make me excited about future dates. So the second date, I went to lunch with a nice guy and we had a great conversation. He was really interesting, asked lots of questions, and it was enjoyable. As we were wrapping up, I told him that I would be interested in getting to know him better and asked for his full name, which I had not asked for before the date. Hot tip, ask for the full name before the date. Here's what happened. (laughs) Sorry. He got all weird and said, well, I didn't actually retire from my last job. The company I worked for did business in Mexico, so we had to pay cash under the table We were caught and I had to spend a couple of years in camp, camp in quotations. When I got home, I Googled him. A big FBI file came up that showed he had been in prison for two years for embezzlement. And there was the full description of using company funds to purchase a car, clothes, artwork, travel, dot, dot, dot. Do you believe I didn't give up then? (laughs) My next two dates were great and I saw both men a few times each. Then I met my man. My connection with him was absolutely different than anything else I had experienced. I started dating him exclusively after three dates and we were married on the first anniversary of our first date. We had no idea we would be in lockdown less than a month later. And then she says, you might enjoy the horror stories. (laughs) Let me know if I can provide anything else. And I was like, that was perfect. So good segue into bad dates, good dates. I would love to hear your experiences once you've actually gone on dates off of the apps because as we all know it's actually quite a process to even get to a date in the first place
0: yes oh my gosh (laughs) I just I'm tickled by that I love that that's a, a happy ending and so courageous to stick with it it can be so discouraging so discouraging so um well I'll go first I've only uh met one man off the app, I have a very rigorous (laughs) process to, to access me in person. I, I refer, I prefer to do, uh, you know, to text for a minute and then to have a phone or a like FaceTime or video call. And then if I'm feeling the chemistry and the connection and they are who they say they are pictures matching the, you know, self reality and everything, then I'll meet in person. And I found not. Every man is down for that. Process like they're a little bit rushed. And I feel if I feel any pressure or you know expectation in that regard, it it doesn't feel safe to my system. So um I've only been on the apps for about seven or eight months. So one uh I've met one man in person and it was fantastic. We dated for like three or four months, and um we're friends now. There were some misalignments in terms of timing for what we desired, but um it was amazing. It was amazing. And we chatted for a while first and really got to know each other for a while. It was like 3 or 4 weeks. We had some FaceTime dates and by the time we met in person there was a really nice foundation and I actually just messaged him the other day and said, "Thank you for like not being a creepy asshole. Like I've had some experiences uh since meeting him where we didn't meet in person, but it was just some shady stuff like moving right to um like requests for pictures or like sexual things or making assumptions about my desires, like a bit aggressively, um, that was a real turnoff. Um, so that's, that's my experience.
1: Can you say a little bit about that last part of making assumptions about your desires? Like,
0: yeah, some man, um, assumed that I was really submissive when I didn't mention anything about that in the app. I mentioned that I, uh, I love an established gentleman who likes to take the lead and is clear about what he wants. Um, so I suppose an assumption could be made one way or another, but, um, it just kind of took a turn to, so how long have you been a submissive and, you know, uh, yeah, it just I can't even remember the specifics, but it gave me a really bad feeling in my stomach. Like, I don't think it was the question itself. I think it was the energy behind it. It felt a bit uh off-putting and and perhaps manipulative. Um it, it didn't tell me that he really had the desire to get to know me as a woman. It was like moving right to this like role and um yeah.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I I think um another thing since we're friends (laughs) and I know some of these stories. Um, one that I thought was striking was, um, sort of like, I think that, you know, how quickly you respond, right. I think that you had a few experiences. I remember where you didn't respond quickly enough Mm. for a man. And then he kind of like, he got annoyed about that, or or was like, "Why haven't you responded?" Or sort of like nudged you again, and and maybe he messaged you in the morning, and you were busy working all day, or whatever it was, you couldn't respond until the evening. Can you say a little bit about that? Because I I think that's a common experience that I've heard on both sides of like, "Why isn't this person messaging me back?" And um, that can feel premature if it's like we don't even really know each other yet. Like, you know, how, how was that for you?
0: Definitely. Yeah. It can be anxiety provoking on both sides. I mean, when I'm the one waiting for the response and I'm really feeling a connection, I I feel it feels vulnerable to like, okay, are they ghosting? Are they busy? Are they, we don't know each other yet. Right. So there's like this desire to, to connect and an excitement. So that waiting game can be tough on, on that side. Um, and then on the other side, when I am just, I'm a very independent and full life woman, you know, and I I'm excited about a connection with a man and I will absolutely make space for, for a man that, that, Inspires that kind of connection with me, and um, it has felt like that expectation of of availability before we have any agreements about that, or before we know each other, um, has felt yeah just needy and and a bit off putting for me because I need to know that there will be the spaciousness for me to step into you know when I'm available. Um, versus feeling like somebody's waiting, you know, for me to do this in a certain timeline. I mean, and this is like, we've had like two text chats, you know, it's not like we have an established relationship and I'm like, not available. So that's always interesting, different people's preferences. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And I think for me, relating to that is there's such a nuance with really gauging, um interest and pursuit Mm. and like the pacing of that. I had an experience recently where um, I matched with someone who I found incredibly attractive. He actually met, I was like sort of joking, but I'm also a manifesting generator in human design. So I, whenever I'm like really clear on something, I can bring it into my world pretty easily. So I was listing out all of these qualities that I was excited about in a, in a partner. And then this person appeared on Hinge and by pictures and things that he wrote had almost all of them. And I was like, okay, okay. So we matched and, and there was a a fun connection initially through texting, um, on the app, a few messages. And then he did the beautiful thing that I love, which is I'd love to connect with you like through texting off of the app, if you're open to that. So like asking permission, taking the lead super hot. Um, and I was excited by it. And then it's almost like it went, the, the buildup or the, the healthy tension dropped out. And then all of a sudden it was like getting, you know, five text messages within an hour. And then I'm guessing a number. And then, um, we had our first, first phone conversation and it was, well, if this works out, like, I can't wait to take you to India to meet my family. And if this works out, like, I can't wait to take you here to meet my, my brother. And, and I was just like, whoa, (laughs) like, where's the, 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 like the spiciness of the, the courting and like the, the quest, you know, there's something to be said for me when it comes to leadership about there being a refinement in, um, not just like dumping everything out on the table all at one time. It, it it does then sort of translate into, uh, like a hurriedness. Mm. Um, and it's like, you really don't know anything about me yet. So how genuine can this really be?
1: Mm. I think that's a great point around pacing and healthy pacing and what does pacing actually mean. Um, and I've had a number of conversations about this lately And it feels very much like I feel relaxed when a man is pacing, pacing well. And I remember I was dating a guy a few years ago and we, I think we'd been dating for like three or four weeks or something like that. And, um, I'd been spending the night at his place and anyway, he, he's, he like came up to me while I was at his place once and he was like, do you think we're at toothbrush level? Like, do you want to leave a toothbrush here? I feel like I'm feeling toothbrush. I feel like that's a, I feel like we're at that stage, but I don't want to overshoot, you know, and he like checked in with me about toothbrush level. And I thought that was really sweet because it didn't feel rushed. It felt, I mean, I I was like, I think we're at toothbrush level, but the awareness around that of we're at a certain point in our relating It's the consciousness, right? The feminine Mm. loves consciousness in the masculine. And I think just that awareness around it actually had me feel safer with him relationally. Like, oh, I don't think this man is gonna, you know, wanna meet my family too fast or introduce me to his. Or like, it, it felt like, oh, he has attention and awareness around good pacing, healthy pacing, what feels good to both of us. And it does feel a little bit, you know, like what you described of of that anxious um feeling like i remember I, I never dated this this guy but i remember when i lived on the east coast i went on a, a i guess you call it a date we we went out we got drinks and stuff and i think he he was like he made some comment on the on the walk home he was like i know you're traveling but i want to lock this down like, he said something like I think we should sleep together tonight. So, so I can lock this down, <laughs> like, not and it was, so, and it was completely not malicious. It, it was, it didn't feel creepy or weird. It just felt funny. Like I, in my head, I was like, there's, there's, there's something going on for you where you're like, I like this one. Like, I mean, you know, I want to lock it down And, <laughs> and I think it felt a little immature. Honestly, it didn't, it didn't feel bad is what I'm saying. Energetically, it felt clean, but it also felt like, no dude that's not how that's not how that works yeah uh, and it was also just a funny motivation to want to like have sex with me it wasn't like wow I find you really attractive I'd love to come up it was like I think we should have sex because
2: I want to lock walk <laughs> it's like a checklist it's like okay we matched we texted we did dinner now sex locked
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and I think that he was um I think it was a way of him expressing that he liked me and he you know but I I guess it reminds me of that like the future pacing, right? Because what we're talking yeah. about a lot here is, is the future pacing. And I had a guy um say something like that to me on hinge recently. He said something like, Well, maybe we can make memories like that. Cause I was saying something about a friend and I made memories or I don't remember the context. I'm not explaining it well, but there was a little bit of me that was like, I mean, I guess, like I I can understand I can get I get it. And it's like we're not there yet. Like we haven't even, we haven't even exchanged like we're just not there yet. So I think there is some, some consciousness and awareness around pacing and healthy pacing that to me is very sexy when a man leads with, with good pacing.
0: So sexy. It's so trustable. Like I can just relax so deeply into that. And I didn't even know how valuable and trustworthy that was to me until I didn't have it and I had it and just experimenting. And I think the apps are a great place to experience many different flavors and to really, I think that's been one of the greatest blessings is really clarifying like, wow, I really love this. And I love this consistently. Like when it's done, I feel turned on or I feel turned off. Like it's helping me to really understand myself so much better.
1: I also wanted to come back to something that you said, Bria, about leading. And, you know, we talk about leading a lot in, in my work. And, um, one of the guys that I was talking to, (laughs) he messaged me and said, you seem really normal. Here's my phone number. And then he gave me his phone number and I was kind of like, I was kind of turned off by that. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because, um, Bria, I liked what your, your description of what the guy said, which was, I'm interested in connecting with you. I would love to do that off the app. Can I have your number? Which feels a little more like I'm pursuing you. Like I, I will message you. And, and that really made all the difference to me. Cause I was like, first of all, I'm not, I don't. I haven't really decided about you yet. Right. And I don't think I'm the only woman who I've had bad experiences getting off the app and being, you know, giving a man my real number and then yeah, feeling a little overwhelmed or like, uh, inundated by him. Um, so I'm more wary of giving out my phone number. And, um, and then there was a sort of like assumption, like, I don't just felt like an assumption. Like you seem normal. Here's my number. Like, okay. You know, here you go. And I was like, I don't, something about that didn't feel great. Mm -hmm. And then I was left with this, this sense, which I've had. And I'm curious whether you two have had this as well of, Oh, huh. Mm, mm, That didn't feel great. Do I say something? Probably not. Um, Do I just Unmatched with him, that seems a little harsh. Like there's this this calculus then comes in my head of like, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Like I'm I feel a little stuck because I'm like, it's like my lady boner went away a little bit. I was like, oh, hmm." cactus, (laughs) cactus taco, taco, Yep.
2: Wait, what is cactus taco? (laughs) So this was actually a guy that I (laughs) that I matched with one time and it was a long distance thing because he was up in Northern California and I'm in Southern California. And, um, we ended up texting with each other and outside of the app. And we sort of got into a groove initially. He was pursuing me. It was fun. It was flirtatious. And then all of a sudden I felt like I was texting with a robot. Like I would say something that had some emotional aspect to it. And then his response would be like, ha ha ha. And that would be it like totally off the mark, right? So that started happening back and forth. And I was like, what is going on here? And then he texted me something that just totally, like you're describing, I was like not wet at all, more the opposite of that, like completely dry. And it it made me think for some reason, like how do I send this in emoji form to just have an emoji response? So I sent a cactus and a taco, like meaning like completely dry, like not happening. And the best part about it was... (laughs) He sent me back an emoji of a salad. (laughs) He thought we were having dinner. (laughs) We were in a dinner conversation at that point, apparently. But and I get it. Like, I didn't I don't really expect him to know what I meant by cactus taco. But it was just a clear indication that we're like completely missing the mark with each other, you know?
1: I'm sorry. I understand cactus because desert, but what taco, what? Oh, vagina, vagina. Or pussy. Okay. So I yeah. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay. I, I was like trying to make taco dry in my mind. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I feel like there's like, there's cheese in there. There's, I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's a dry pussy. That's it's all. <laughs> like, it's like when you, when you're a vegetarian or vegan or something and you get the, the corn shell with like dry rice and beans, it's like, nobody wants that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, it's, it's awesome. By the way, great band name, Cactus Taco would be. A yeah,
2: great one. for real.
0: <laughs> that one's on the house, everybody. If you want, have <laughs> first dibs on the Cactus Taco drumming. <laughs> okay, um, I'm
1: feeling like it's time for another story. I wasn't really excited about online dating. I feared the process of making a profile and wasting time on first dates. I was a medical resident at the time and really sleep deprived and working sixty plus hours at the hospital. I'll forever be thankful for a friend who took my computer and asked me the questions from my profile and typed them. Somehow that made the process way less intimidating, like I was chatting with a friend and not like I was trying to make myself cool to impress others. It was so fun because we picked my photos together from a girls weekend. I remember we went to see a movie and she snapped a photo of me next to a sign saying, I'm done flying solo. I just remember feeling so free and excited about putting myself out there and seeing who I'll meet and sharing all the fun stories of my dates with my friend. My first few dates were disappointing. I went to coffee with a guy who lied about his height, dot, 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 by a lot. I went out on a date with a guy who had four cats and the deepest voice imaginable. A firefighter who spoke about putting out fires the entire time. (laughs) And my now husband, Date number 10. He was the last date I had scheduled before promising myself to cancel the eHarmony subscription and take a break. I'm so glad he snuck in there. After my date, I called my friend who had helped me with the profile, screaming, I think I love this guy! And lots of screaming on the voicemail. Now here we are, seven years later, married and chasing two little toddlers, my dream husband and the absolute best dad in the world to our kids. Hard to believe it all started with a hey on a random online dating app. I'm forever thankful that my friend helped me out with my profile that I clicked on his on that. I clicked on his and that I pounced on him with a kiss on date. Number one, I've done flying solo. In fact, my airplane is full and we've created two cute little passengers on this wild ride. Fun fact. I was the friend. I was the friend that helped her with her profile. And helped her pick out photos. Which is really rewarding now, um, and I think that it's um, <clears throat> it's interesting, right? Because you know how long you spend on the apps, and like I think there's a few things that that story brings up. And one is how long do you spend on the apps, and do you take breaks from it? And I'm I'm curious about you your your experience in terms of those two things.
0: So. I got on for the first time in my 40 years just eight months ago, because I much prefer mixing and mingling in person and being introduced through friends. And, um, but when COVID hit, I was like, well, I think there's an opportunity here. Maybe this is the nudge to get online and I do take breaks. Um, I can find like just moments of, of discouragement. And then when my energy gets wonky, I think the things I start to attract and I'm just not in a good mood and I don't think I'm that fun to be around. So I definitely take breaks, regroup, um, yeah just recalibrate clarify what i want and and let it be fun and let it be like easy and let go of some of the expectation um but that gets tough sometimes because i am desiring a certain thing i do want long term partnership and i'm not really interested in just having a bunch of free dinners you know it's like i that's not really what i'm playing for so mm-hmm. it's been it's been an adventure and definitely uh definitely a ride and when you, when you say
1: breaks, are you sort of like, okay, I'm going to take a week off. Do you set a yes. limit? Or are you sort of like, I'm going to take some time off. And when I'm feel called, I'm going to come back. Like, what are the breaks for you?
0: There's been both. There's been like more like an experiment. Like I'm going to take at least a week off and just see how I feel and, and notice what happens. Um, and then there's other times where it's. I'm not feeling it right now. And I'll follow the, the flow. And when I get the inkling again, I'll,
2: I'll follow that up. Yeah. So for me, I, I started using the apps. I started with Bumble and I think it was in 2018 maybe I had at that point um, I had been traveling full time internationally. So I thought it would be a really fun way. I'm like, I'm, curious about what dating could look like when I'm a full-time nomad. And I thought that would be a fun way to do it. And I did meet some really cool people on the road. Um, and then, but I wasn't really like actively engaged in it like I am now. So I sort of, I wouldn't say I was taking breaks, but I was more like dabbling here and there. I wasn't like seriously wanting, or, or I wasn't wanting anything to build upon, um, like to go into deep relationship more casual. So there was a bit more of an ebb and flow. And then once COVID hit similarly to, to Carrie, I was like, well, I can't really meet anyone out. So, and I am feeling the desire to uh, create a life with someone and like I've rooted here in Southern California and I'm not traveling right now. And it excites me to create partnership and like live life with someone. So I, I, I don't think I've taken like extended breaks. Um, I've had times where I found myself a bit off kilter. Like maybe I went through some health things for a while and I was really gauging, like, do I have the energy to really be present to this? Because I also understand and have compassion for the men on the other side that are, you know, wanting to engage and feel the burnout of like loose sloppy connection and I wanted to be in integrity with that. So if I found myself feeling like I needed to recharge or what have you, um I wouldn't pause the apps or anything. I would just step away until I felt energized again to come back. Um and I did like officially pause both of the apps um a couple months ago when I was a few months into dating the person that has just recently been the hot fresh zero. <laughs> that resulted in the hot brush zero as it oh, ended.
1: Oh, that's what that meant. Oh, yes. I, didn't know, I didn't know you just went through a breakup. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that was someone you did meet online. Is that right?
2: It was. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah. Okay. I'm just integrating this information. So um, this is an interesting question around taking breaks and the apps because I... I know for a lot of my clients, my male clients, there can be an addictive quality about the apps, which obviously is not—it's not isolated to my male clients, right? The apps are sort of created to be addictive in many ways, and we get a lot of dopamine from like, oh, someone sent me a rose, like someone messaged me. There's, you know, the unread message, the unseen profile is this sort of tantalizing thing, um, but there's also this in In my experience, there's kind of a scattered quality I, I have found. like there's there's like a distractible, there's many choices, you know, there's a lot going on, kind of kind of experience that I've had. And so when I look back, I've never met a a person I've dated, genuinely dated on the apps. I've met hookups back in the day on Tinder. And I was like, I'm clear about what I want. Like I'm, you know, this is what I'm doing, but I've never met like a dating partner. And I think part of the reason is, I think it does take a certain amount of tenacity, right? Mm -hmm. It does take persistence. And we've heard that in both the stories so far. And we're going to hear a third one. That's even more obvious about how long she hung in there. And I, if, if I'm being perfectly honest, I think that I have sort of deleted apps in the past. Cause I'm like, ugh, this isn't working. You know, it's too hard. It's it's, and it's not just, it's not just, Oh, it's too hard. It's like, I don't love how I feel mm-hmm. on that. If that makes sense. Like yes. I, I don't love that feeling of, I'm a little overwhelmed. Like there's a lot going on. There's these people I'm messaging with where I'm like, I don't really think I want to be with you long. Like, I don't really think you're going to be a dating partner of mine but I'm having fun with this conversation or it's like, it's not just, it, it's not totally clear. And I realize that that's part of what has had me delete them and get off of them is because of how I feel with them. And it's interesting because in, I don't know if either of you listened to this, this one of the podcasts I dropped recently was a, a relationship expert who actually works at hinge. She's, she helps design the app itself. Um, but she was talking about one of the most important things about or in a relationship is what does this person bring out in me, right? Not who is this person or what mm-hmm. do we have in common, but who am I around this person? What does this person elicit in me? And I think that that's been something that I've experienced repeatedly with the apps of like, I'm like, I don't love what this brings out in me. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, met multiple men on you know, a plane or a train or a bus where I feel like we've gotten a chance to connect and I've, I've gotten to look into their eyes and we've had an actual conversation and that feels better to me. It feels more sort of human in a way, whereas with the apps, it feels a little sort of all over the place.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I'm, I'm uh, encouraged, uh, Bria, that you did meet like a dating partner and I'm sorry about the breakup, but I'm wondering if you you know, did you find that there was like a a certain amount you had to push through of like, I'm sticking with it until I find someone or like, how was that for you?
2: I've never had the energy. I love that you asked it that way. I've never had the energy of like, I'm sticking with it until I find someone. I really go with just checking in, in the present moment of, of kind of what you're saying, like, how am I feeling as I pick up my phone and go to use the app? And if I'm feeling any kind of energy of like desperation or need or like anxiousness around it, I put it down because otherwise I'm just like, it's like a video game. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'm just like swiping for the, the thrill of it. And that sucks. So I've had moments like that. And then the person that I recently was dating um, to be honest it it was a very rare occurrence for what I typically experienced on the apps. I've had some like extended conversations with people and a couple people that I've talked on the phone with. And I went on a few different, a few dates, but this particular person, it was a real standout in the way that he pursued me and back to what we were talking about with like the pacing. And I love what you just said about what he brought out in me. And I noticed um, when I reflect back on that in the beginning, Um, His pursuit was very flirtatious and and clean and respectful, paced really well. And it also had me feel this kind of adventurous, spontaneous energy. And I was excited by that. And I was like, oh, that was the farthest thing from a cactus taco, if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) So it actually led to, I initially was a bit overwhelmed in myself because what I had wanted I didn't know like exactly what the version of it was going to look like but what I had wanted to experience on the app was actually happening and in real life and then I was kind of like oh boy um and withdrew a little bit and he was trying to set up a first date and I was kind of dancing around it but he continued respectfully to pursue me and then I because of that spontaneous adventurous energy it brought out I was like you know what I'm going to go for it and then I invited him I was going to the beach um, for sunset that night and I sent him a text and I was like, Hey, so I know I earlier had said I wasn't available, but my evening did open up, which was true. And I'm going to go to this beach uh, for sunset. I'll probably be there for an hour or two. I'm wearing this. I, I described what I was wearing and how my hair was and what glasses I had on. I'll be sitting on one of the rocks. Cause it's like a, a rocky edged beach. Um, didn't tell him exactly where I'll be sitting on one of the rocks. Um, I'll probably be like meditating or I may have my eyes closed. So, um, if you want to come and find me approach gently and he did and he came and, and by the time he had gotten there, it was dark and there was like nobody else around. And he later told me the story about how it took him like 20 minutes to find me on the beach, but he kept going until he did. And then when he sat down next to me, that was also a pivotal point where like, what would typically happen if I were out in the world, like you're describing, on a bus or a train or a plane, and someone sits next to you and you're like, whoa, I felt that when he sat down. I was like, whoa, pure energy, like before he even said a word. So that was super fun. That was that was of the dating, like date experiences that I've had, which were few on on the apps. That was definitely the most memorable and turned into us dating for a couple of months.
1: That is so romantic. I, I mean, I just think that's so romantic, especially I think it harkens back to the days before we had little tiny computers in our hands at all times. Like, I'll be here at this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, yeah. Come find me. Like,
0: <laughs> I thought it was so brave. I remember when she told me, I was like, you did what? I just thought it was so brave and so like fabulous. And yeah. And it was pretty soon. It was
2: like one of the it was pretty quickly after you got on the app, right? That that transpired? That was actually when you had told me you got on Hinge and I had been on Bumble and I've it kept falling flat on Bumble and I was like getting discouraged. And then you told me about Hinge and I was like, I'm going to try Hinge. And it was soon after. It was like a couple of weeks after I got on Hinge.
1: What I really love about that story is that he was leading in such a way that it inspired this. Gig. Exactly from you. Like it inspired, it evoked this in you because I, I would imagine, you know, when I feel pursued in, in a healthy, respectful, fun way, I want to open up, right. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm more available. I'm more excitable. I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm just brighter. And mm-hmm. so, and so that's, yeah, it gets to that. What is this elicit in me? And then, it, I mean, that's so creative. Like there's, something that feels creative about that setup. Like it's very feminine setup. Like I'll be here. Like approach <laughs> gently, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's very sweet. I didn't and, seek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um that's a great story. Um I I, I want to make sure that we cover this question since this is a podcast for men. And that is what can a man do to catch your attention mm. on the apps? um because i think that's a common question i know that my men would have of like i'm sending out all these messages like i'm not getting a lot back yeah. you know what is that about or like how can i how can i respectfully approach or that kind of thing um oh my gosh the, you can't see it so. they're, they're like dying to to get it to like,
0: but, can I go first, I go first, I go first. <laughs> oh my god i love sharing this with men it's like such it, it delights me to yeah I mean, me and Bria, I think, have similar answers. I feel like either one of us could speak for the other. But um, for me, like, I just love... I just love being noticed. And I love when you say something, when you say, like, what you noticed about an, a picture. Like, I've had several men say, you know, your smile really caught my eye. Like, hi, I'm so and so. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, I just smile. And even if it's a man that I'm not particularly attracted to, you know, visually or like personality wise, like, I'm still touched by it. And I, I still am thankful and grateful. And it like opens a door, you know, even if we're not going to go any further, like it makes my day, like it really touches me and it makes me feel special and, and cared about and noticed. And, and I just love that. So my least favorite thing is when, when there's just like a like with no pursuit, like to me, that's not a pursuit. Like I, I, So great. You find my picture attractive. And, but now what? Like, what, what are we going to do next? And I would love for you to lead me in that direction. So, like, a compliment. Um, And some kind of invitation or like clarity, like if you can come to me with your clarity, like what would you like to do next? You know, I would love to uh, take you on a date or I would love to get to know you better. One of my favorite things, the guy that I dated for several months, oh my gosh, I'll just never forget it. Like he made such a striking comment that was so original and it was about me and it it just was so original and that started our conversation. Um, And it was... Now I know why they say purple is the color of royalty because my dress was purple. And I was like, oh, my gosh, he sees the queen in me. That makes me feel so special. And um, I think that's what my comment was back. I was just like, oh, like <laughs> just so opened. and um, And then he would make comments like, I want to know so much more about you. Like, it was very focused on getting to know me, and that made me want to know him, and it was just, it really inspired, like, a lot in me.
2: Um, yeah. So, I'd say for me, it, it sort of builds off of what you're saying, Carrie, and it's, I can pick up on a tone of genuine curiosity. mm. I know that some of the apps, I'm not sure on hinge on, on the guy's side, but I I know on Bumble, it offers the opportunity, like the option. If if like, you need help with what to say, then like you can pick from a bunch of different prompts that you can send. And it's not that I'm not okay with that. Um, there can be some nerves initially and I'm totally here for the human experience. And, you know, like, I really just want the authentic, your authentic expression. And if you're feeling, like excited and curious about me but also a little bit nervous like share that mm-hmm. it's it's the aspect of like genuine curiosity and what I like to refer to I don't remember where this comes from um uh, maybe it's london but emotional currency mm-hmm. like being really current to what's actually happening because that to me just it just sparks that desire for me to then further connect what really sparks my interest is um, like genuine curiosity. I can feel that sort of tone versus like a fill-in-the-blank kind of of question or a very like, "How's the weather down there?" kind of question. Not in my vagina, but like in my area. <laughs> <laughs> Good clarification. Yeah. Cactus taco. Cactus. Taco. Yeah. is it cactus taco season? What's happening? Um, but like. Building on what Carrie was saying about, I think that interweaves with feeling like they're noticing some of the nuances because I take, I, I really take care and put effort into what I've put in my profile. Like there's a reason that I have described certain things or that I name certain things or put a variety of different pictures, like to me to elicit the initial connection, that genuine curiosity about any of that specifically is what really gets me to open. And I was also naming that I'm also here for, if you're feeling curious, but also maybe feeling nervous or, um, a little apprehensive or any of those kinds of things, like just naming it, being like, I'm re- I'm genuinely interested in that picture, you know, in the, when you're in the desert, like, what are you up to there? I found this part cool. And I'm also feeling a little bit nervous in this interaction or whatever. And that may be a bit more of a feminine thing, but for me, sometimes just opening the doors and like, oh yeah, humans with hearts doing the thing, you know?
1: I, I really like that. And it reminds me of what I've noticed about the, the men's profiles that I'm the most excited about have some kind of vulnerability in them. Mm -hmm. And, and that doesn't need to be by vulnerability. For example, I mean, like I love cuddling, just something that's sort of like, I'm a human. And I find that a lot of the profiles probably because of the sort of toxic stuff we have around masculinity and our culture, I think men feel this need to be, to present themselves as, as really like macho or strong all the time or cool. You know, I thought that that last good story that we listened to, she said something like it helped talking to a friend so that I didn't feel like I was just sort of like, how can I make myself look cool here? And that vulnerability I think is what you're getting at of, you know, I'm a little nervous, like I'm, I'm excited. And I'm also a little nervous. There's a humanity there. There's something to kind of connect to. And I remember, um, someone once saying people don't love us for where we're strong they love us for where we're vulnerable they might respect us for where we're strong but care love but you know connection belonging like that's when you really feel that sense with someone
0: mm-hmm. so
1: um yeah i would agree that feeling noticed i mean that's really what gets my attention in a man's um response or his the way he's reaching out and what i would add for me is groundedness. Can I feel a sense of groundedness when I look at his pictures? And when I, when I read his responses, is there heart, is there vulnerability? Can I feel his heart? And can I feel his grounding? Can I feel his feet on the ground? And sometimes I'll notice like a man will have the, the perfect reach out or the perfect way of approaching. And I'm flipping through his profile. I'm I'm looking and I'm like, I think I'd be friends with you right? I think I would be, I think I would want to have a conversation with you and hang out with you. And to my point earlier, I think I would feel disingenuous doing that, knowing that I'm, I'm not really sure I'm attracted to you. I don't, I don't think so. And sometimes I think that that's part of what has stopped me from, um, like, I think a lot of guys are like, just give me a chance. Like I just, you know, just give me a chance. Like, and it's like, I, I, I can respect and hold both of those perspectives at the same time, which is yes, give, give someone a chance. And my intuition's pretty good. And mm-hmm. when I have overridden it to quote unquote, give someone a chance, it's pretty much been validated a lot of the time. So I guess I just wanted to throw that out there that there's more going on than just how you reach out to a woman. It's, it's also, you know, the connection that we're feeling based on what we're observing about your profile too. There's a, there's a, there's an interaction there that's mm-hmm. not just one or the other, right? It's like two variables. Anything to add there about that part?
0: I mean, I I agree 100%. I've learned about trusting my gut. You know, anytime I've overridden that, it very quickly, you know, gets validated, you know? And the other thing I think, I guess this is kind of along these lines, but, but also a new thread uh, is that, you know, sometimes I don't think dating is just a numbers game that like, if you do a lot of it, like you're going to find your person. Like I, I think from like a more spiritual perspective, like there is someone or a few someones that like, that I meant to meet or, or share with, and and maybe they're on the apps, but maybe they're not. So I, I also try to remember like not getting caught up in like the rat race of like going through and through and through and like hanging in there and like trying to force something That's not there. Like, I do think there's, there's an obviousness to some degree about whether or not there's, um, there's a resonance. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that to me speaks to ghosting and I'll be completely honest. I've done it and I've been on the receiving end of it and in various degrees. And I've also practiced back to the, like humanity, like, or humanity or humility, which one is it? Humanity, humanity, humility, you know, whatever. Um, In this, like we're, we're, yes, we're interacting through this digital, like technologically based device, but we're also fucking human beings with hearts on each side. And we have emotional experiences and feelings and, and, you know, challenges and triumphs and all that stuff. And I've tried to practice in a couple of instances where if I'm in a flow with someone and we're talking and going back and forth and engaging and connecting there was one instance where a gentleman, I was like, I'm really enjoying this conversation. And I found myself more pulled toward the towards the person that I was starting to date and not as excited to like put the attention toward this other human, even though the, it was a great conversation. So I slowed down for a minute and I was like, I'm just going to tell him that because I'm instead, I'm waiting like two days to reply. And I know I hate when that happens on the receiving end. So I try to also practice like, Hey, so-and-so I've actually really enjoyed connecting with you. I think you're great. You're a cool human. And I I'm also dating and talking with someone else. And I find my attention being pulled in that direction. So I'd like to say goodbye for now. Um, and I did that on one interaction and, he responded back genuinely grateful that he's like, thank you so much for your honest reply. Like I wish you well. And I thought this was great also. And maybe we'll find each other again in the future. Um, there's, there's something really. And like I said, again, I've also ghosted people and there's various reasons for each thing, but I put that out there also, even for the men listening, like the honesty in that and the courage that it takes to do that goes a really long way. Even if you and I aren't necessarily going to continue. Like if you're sharing that, that honesty with me, I think it just, it plants good seeds of karma for the overall like dating online adventure.
0: <laughs> I love that <laughs> for the collective. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I really appreciate that. And it reminds me of a story that one of my girlfriends told about a guy she was dating. And he said to her, I really like you. And I'm in a gray area right now with this woman that I've been seeing. And I doesn't feel totally an in integrity for me to keep talking to you right now. Cause I actually really like you. That feels a little weird. So let me go wrap this up. <laughs> like I'll get back to you. And he did. And I thought that was so trustable when she told me that story. I was like, man, that guy's a keeper because that guy has his attention on what's happening over here. And would I be in integrity talking to you? Probably not, right? We're not necessarily committed over here, but there's a gray thing happening. And I want to be, I want to be in in integrity about it. And it felt really trustable. And that's how I would feel if I were that guy that you'd been interacting with, wow, this woman's really special. Like not only were we vibing, but she told me the truth about what was happening instead of just kind of yeah doing that i'm replying late my responses are shorter i'm just not really that here anymore and and the other person's trying to figure out like why like did i do something like what's happening like you just told him <laughs> straight up that's what's happening and i i would that i would feel like that's a trustable move
2: yeah especially because again we're in technology if we were in person on a date you can pick up on the energy with a person you know in in the flesh and say like is something off? Are we like, did something, did we hit a bump? Like what's going on versus with texting? It's so nuanced and assumptions are made and you can't tell the tone and like, there's just so many other things. So I I feel like practicing, um, again, imperfect, but practicing that, um, it makes it more enjoyable overall.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to read our third and final success story. Uh, which is the following. I was online dating for 10 years before I met my man. It was hard to keep the faith, but I knew this was a place where I was guaranteed to meet people who were looking for a relationship. Not all of them were, but some of them were, and it was my job to sort through and find the ones who were a fit for me. Finding a fit for me was probably the most important thing I learned in the process. For a long time, I pretended I didn't need a guy who was also looking for a conscious relationship. I thought this was asking too much, and the best I could hope for was a guy who was open to therapy and who had maybe gone to therapy, done some work on himself. But finding a guy who was committed to personal growth and thought a committed relationship was one of the best ways to do that seemed impossible. I also wasn't clear if I wanted children, and that uncertainty made it really hard to me to match, since that's a key sorting criteria online. I believe when I got clear that I didn't want children and that I did want a conscious relationship and put it right out there in my profile... I met my man shortly after. As for my app experience, I started online, matched eHarmony, OkCupid, and then moved to the apps when they came on the scene. I was looking for a committed monogamous relationship, so I wasn't super drawn to Tinder for its hookup culture brand. And lucky for me, Bumble came along. So while I was on both, I paid way more attention to Bumble because of a perception the guys were more serious. This is the best relationship of my entire life. I had hoped for this, but only dreamed about it. And it's real. We've been together for four and a half years now and plan to be for the rest of our long lives. Hmm. So I know, I know it's the cutest. And the thing that really jumped out to me from that story was I claimed and owned what I really wanted. And then he showed up. And I feel like I've heard that multiple places of like, Clear, I get about what I'm really looking for and desiring, and put that really put that out. She was like, "I got clear. I put it in my profile. Like, not looking for kids. I'm looking for conscious relationship." And then he showed up. And I also know, um, Carrie, to your point, that because you know these are my friends, right? And these are people I know that there was also behind the scenes stuff that she was doing mm-hmm. on her own feminine radiance and expression and sexuality and care for herself. So it wasn't just like do was on the apps. Like she was doing her growth too. And she was active in that and then really claimed what she wanted, put it out there. And then this thing came back. And mm-hmm. I just, I really love that part because I, I'm in a similar position of like, I want a conscious relationship. I am want a conscious man. If I don't, if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing relationship. Like this is an unnegotiable for me. And I feel like that's an asset actually, because it is sort of a sorting, right? Of like, if that's not a part of your life, like then we're not a match. Instead yeah. of like, well, maybe, like maybe it'll, you know, maybe I can shoehorn this in somehow or it'll, you know what I mean? Like 10 years, you guys, she was on the
0: apps for 10 years. I mean, that- <laughs> That's something (laughs) that is a special level of commitment right there. That's impressive, but it, you know, it, it takes what it takes. Like we can't control the timing of these things. There's so many things at play. And I was just doing some personal practice today around patience. right. That like, you know this is something that i deeply desire to share my life with someone and to and i want it to be the right someone you know i i don't just want anyone i want someone that that is the is the right perfect fit for me and i think trusting that that will be so worth the wait and everything that happens between now and then is helping to cultivate me and the woman that is, is right for, for the man that's coming. Um, And I think that clarity really has something, there's something to be said for that. It's like, if I think about times when I like go to the store and I like, I'm hungry, but I don't exactly know what I'm looking for. I just like wander around and around and I end up kind of getting something that's not that nutritious because I'm just like starving versus like when I go and I'm very clear, I want to make this and that would be really yummy. And I don't know, I just land on something that that's more nutritious and satisfying and fulfilling. And I feel like I want to take that into my dating life more consistently.
2: Yeah. You're actually inspiring and reminding me of now that I'm back at fresh, hot level zero um, and want to get back on the apps that I'm going to update my profile because I'm a seasonal creature as I feel many are. And the season that I'm in right now is actually a bit of a different flavor than what I put on my app profile descriptions and answers and prompts and all that stuff probably like last summer, you know? So uh, you're 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 reminding me, and I actually put the request out to the men listening in too, like be as as current with your profile as you can remember or intentionally be. Um, because it just helps everyone in this whole process, you know, and the honesty up front, if there's fear of rejection, I'm kind of like telling myself this at the same time. It's like that can only bring us like that much closer to not having to deal with the fodder, which the fodder really just creates kind of like burnout and lack of excitement and interest. I've heard friends tell stories of like uh, a male friend in particular, where it started to just feel like he was getting let down by some of the interactions with women. So then he starts to kind of like burn out, even though he really wants to connect with someone. So it's like, well, how can we keep it fresh and current and true and authentic and, just honest, man, Carrie, Carrie and I talk about this all the time about like truth in the space is freedom.
0: It's the biggest turn on the biggest turn on. doesn't matter what the truth is, just name it. Like I had a guy who was, um, in open relating and was desiring all of this. And like, he didn't put it on his profile and I'm not into that. No problem. More great. Enjoy it. It's just not what I want to create. And so we were like really enjoying each other. And we were like, several messages in. And like, I was just like, wow, we're really vibing. This is like amazing, but that's a huge mismatch. And then he's like, before we get too much further, I want to let you know, like, there's a certain way that I am relating, you know, relationally right now. And I, I, I don't know if it's aligned for you. And he's like, I didn't know where to put it in my Hinge profile. Kind of like what you spoke to Mel about the, you know, the structural thing. And I really appreciated the honesty and transparency as quickly as, as he offered it. Um, But yeah, that truth, it just helps us to filter out. Is this aligned or not? And I think the sooner we can get to that, the better, because then we can just continue blessing each other and our paths and moving toward what we want.
1: Yeah. I think as we wrap up, I think that's a good segue to, If there's anything left that you do want to say around this topic, um, since this is you know a podcast for men and lots of men are going to be listening to it, um, I think that one thing I would like to say is I I I acknowledge and I I see the privilege that I have as a woman on the apps and in online dating. I know that I get more matches than than you. And if I were you, I, w- I would imagine like that's discouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could even it out and <laughs> send you some of mine, I would. Um, but I just want to name that. I know I, I acknowledge that that's an experience and, um, and I, I yeah, I just, I, I want to be encouraging because I read three success stories from the perspective of women. And I would be curious to hear on those, um, their side, and maybe I'll reach out and see if their partners want to do it and do a guy talk, but it was exciting for them, too, right? They were on the apps. who knows how long they were on the apps, and they did find the partner that they were looking for. And I find that beautiful. And so there's mm-hmm. a way I kind of want to say, like, stick with it." <laughs> which is sort of to your point, Bria is also a message for myself, like, like, stick with it, take breaks when you need to, and, you know, keep the faith.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And Bria kind of uh, touched on this earlier, but for me, it's like, I don't need you to be perfect. I just want you to be you. And I want to know if you being you and me being me make sense together. And I just, yeah, I think it, yeah, like I see you and and I. I appreciate and respect and admire the courage it takes to to take the lead and to take the risk and to be in that position of potential rejection. And I don't take that lightly. I do want to be pursued and that is what is the biggest turn on for me. and I don't take it lightly the courage it takes to, to be in in your position as a man to to take that step forward and to create
2: that experience for for us as as feminine, essenced, t- beings. I think of everything we talked about. One of the things that's really standing out to me is, um, just remembering men that who you are, as you are in this moment and in this season of your life is good enough. Mm. And your, your woman is also who she is. Like you're saying, Carrie, and that's good enough. And we're all doing the best that we can, Um, so offering any ounce of compassion for yourself and for us, like in both directions, I just, I kind of go back again to like the greater good of this experience for everyone, you know, like how we can all contribute those aspects, um, into the, into the field, into the space, into the online dating ecosphere, um, to have it be enjoyable and, um, create what we're all desiring.
1: Which is waterfalls, not cactus
0: tacos. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Let it rain, men. Hey
1: guys, did you know I teach a course exactly about sex? It's called Please Her in Bed, and it's based on all of my sex research asking women, what do the men who are best in bed do? I asked over a 1,000 women, 1,067 to be precise, and then I put together this course. Here are a few responses from men who've taken it. I almost immediately started seeing a woman shortly after the course. She is open and all over me. And we've had sex. Before the course, I hadn't had intercourse in about two years. And I found that a couple of men have said this where they've taken the course and then they've started having sex with a woman and I think it's because their confidence levels went up because they finally felt like they actually knew what they were doing. Here's another man who was married when he started taking it. I took the course hoping to establish a closer relationship with my wife of over 20 years. Our sex life was always vanilla but lately it had dwindled to less than once a month and not particularly satisfying for either of us. Since the course however our sex life has improved considerably. Now I feel way more confident about my ability to connect with my wife and make the experience satisfying for both of us. I've always loved her but feel like I'm falling in love with her again after 25 years. If you're interested in hearing more, go to pleaseherinbed.com and the course is listed for $97, but if you're a podcast listener and you use code DEARMEN, that's all one word, DEARMEN, you can get it for $69.